万秋，你好，是你。你在哭哎、欸，还没有录出哭。<笑> Today we're gonna do an episode about anxiety. Yes. Uh, because we both think that this is something that is a huge problem. Like a lot of people are suffering from anxiety. Yes. In our current society, right? And、yes. then we are Guolairen. Yes. Um, and I think we are in a good place to talk about it because both of us experienced really bad anxiety,、mm. panic attacks, depression, and now we are at a place where we have recovered. Actually, I don't like the word recovered, lah.、Mm. But I feel that that that's really what happened.、Mm. You know, we we went through that, and then now we are okay,、mm. and we learned a lot of things along the way. Yeah. Actually, do you know that at one point I never, I didn't believe that I would ever recover. Really? Yes, I was hopeless because when you're in the depths of your depression and your anxiety, right, you really cannot see a way out. You just don't feel that. You just can't see the day that you can feel normal again.、Mm. And all you want is just to feel normal. The hopelessness, right? It's like in your abyss, right? And the abyss. Yeah, because there's no schedule for you. Nobody tells you, okay, so maybe two months later you feel this way again. It, it's a fresh battle on a daily basis.、Mm. And you you just have to wake up with renewed hope that you can be okay again,、mm. but nobody's telling you when. And you don't know when it's going to end. Yeah, there's no end in sight. So it's very easy to give up hope and think I will I will just never get better. But I'm very lucky because along the way, a lot of things helped me. A lot of books and a lot of writers who wrote about their experiences helped me, and then it managed to change the way I think.、Mm. And that was how I eventually. Got out of my depression, got out of my anxiety, and now I feel that sometimes even when I will myself to have a panic attack, I cannot、mm. because I have learned to deal with it,、mm. and it can come at me, and I know that I feel it, but I know that it's fine.、I'm、because fine. you know what you have done, you have befriended anxiety. Yes. Yeah, you have learned to lean into it instead of rejecting it, it、yeah. and、um, resisting it. Yeah. Yeah. So today, um. When I was pre- prepping the notes yesterday till about five ish,、um, I <laughs> I don't know how I can pull through this episode. I mean,、um, I did it with a very heavy heart,、mm. um, and it's because、uh, this couple of weeks、um, we have received quite a lot of、um, DMs and even my some of my clients and people who are seeking for help, new clients even、um, having a lot of. Experiencing a lot of anxiety issues, crippling, crippling, crippling,、anxiety. overwhelming, paralyzing fear and panic、mm. just takes over the whole system, and they can't function.、Um, they retreat. They're so scared, but thankfully, they have decided to reach out when they can. So I have been really trying to do my best in. Supporting the people in the past two weeks,、mm. <laughs> and、um, so I really wanted to do this episode because I really, really want to unpack this anxiety topic in a way that I know how to and how I can best unpack it、um, mm. that can truly help people. Yeah,、um, in an actionable way. So there's a lot that. I want to go through today, and I hope、mm. that I can power through this without breaking <laughs> down too often.、Um, You're already breaking down. Please bear with me because、mm. this is something that is like what Rebecca said is very close to my heart,、yeah. and it will forever be close to my heart、mm. because I've been there. I I know. I remember how how it bad、feels. it was. Yeah. So when someone comes to me asking for relief, I wish there is a wand that I can 
wave that can take everything away this instant. Mm-mm. But, but. Um, I hope I'm not creating anxiety for you guys listening <laughs> to me. Um, but the truth is, and it, it might sound like a bitter truth right now, but there's no way to sugarcoat this. It's, it takes effort. It takes time. And we have to bring a lot of compassion and patience to the process of getting out of the woods. But we can do it. This is something that is possible. You have to believe in it. It has been proven. Anxiety has been proven to be entirely treatable. It's something that you can absolutely recover from. Mm. Even right, if you have been suffering from anxiety for 20 years, mm. 30 years, you can switch your mindset mm. and eventually recover from it. So this recovery from anxiety thing, yes, is a switch in your mindset. Yes, You have to work at it, um, which is why it takes time because we, you want to switch your mindset Overnight, it's extremely difficult. It's extremely difficult. Extremely yeah. difficult. But this is not about positive thinking. This is not. This is not about, okay, I'm going to switch my mindset. Tomorrow I'll be okay. It's not. We, mm. We're going to really deep dive into it. And um, I think the fundamental concept, as we will expound on later, is mm. the same. Yes. Okay, it's just... A few um, core concepts. And we'll try it in many different ways to articulate correct. across. Yeah. Correct. Mm. So anxiety is a psychological condition yes but often it feels physical yes it's, right. it's basically a thought generating an emotion and then it kind of becomes so powerful it takes over mm. the whole body and it manifests into a physical physiological way right yeah. yes mm. actually i remember when i used to have like really bad panic attack right it felt like i was going crazy mm. i really feel like oh my god i cannot like the moment it hits me right i feel like shit i'm gonna lose control of my mind mm. I'm going to go crazy and I'm going to be gone. Mm. Yeah. And then it would just feel like utter chaos in my head. Mm. It was so scary. I remember thinking like dying is better. Mm. You know, anxiety feels so harmless, that word. Mm-hmm. But when you really experience, not not like really like mild anxiety, but real panic attack. Mm. It's one of the scariest shit in the world. Mm. I think the, the best word I can use is like terror. <laughs> it's almost like terror from every strand of your hair to the ends of your toenails. It's like that. It's like the whole yes. body. Terror just takes over you. It's like in Harry Potter, you see the, what's that? The black, um, what do they call oh, it? The the night little duck things. I don't know. The, what is that? Yeah. The death, the death yeah. eaters. <laughs> <laughs> death eaters? I don't know. <laughs> Forgot the name, Randy. Brain freeze. <laughs> but it's like prepare. that. It's like that. It's like if you see mm. something like that or like Game of Thrones, if you watch Game of Thrones, mm. the, the night walkers. The night walkers. Mm. Or, or like stranger things. Mm. It's actually about mental illness, right? That mm. kind of, like the underside. Like you look at something, a person, normal person looks at the world, it's normal, right? And then when you're in that state of panic or mm. when you have anxiety, right? You are looking at the underside. The mm. upside down. You look yes. at the world upside down and yes. everything is grey yes. and scary. Yeah. Irrationally. And dark and black and sticky. It's extremely hopeless. Like. Basically, yes. that was the word for me. Hopeless. Yes. Like, I just feel like there's no light in the world. Mm. Mm. It's so dark, this place that mm. I'm in. Mm. So anxiety attacks are basically episodes of intense panic and fear. And they can occur suddenly without warning. And sometimes it's obvious that you have a trigger. But sometimes it happens just out of the blue. You no don't reason. even know what is triggering. Yeah. But that's because you are not aware. It doesn't mm. mean that there is no trigger. There is. It's just that you're not aware and mindful about it. Correct. So the signs of anxiety attack, how do you know you're actually anxious? Right Here are some signs. Like you're constantly tense, worried, on edge, 
uh, to the point that it affects your work, your school, mm. and your family responsibilities. You are plagued by fears that you, you know are irrational, but you just can't get rid of it for some reason. You don't know how to shake it off. You believe that something bad is going to happen and you don't know when, but you're for sure you know it's going to happen. You feel danger everywhere you see. You feel mm. catastrophic around like every corner. And then you avoid everyday situations. You retreat into your cave. You don't even want to mingle with people. You don't want to no. socialize because they, humans, cause you anxiety. Yes. So you avoid people. And then you have like heart pounding. Physical symptoms. Yes, like sweating, stomach cold upset. sweat, right? Cold, cold sweat. Cold like sweat. clammy hands. Yeah. And very, very terrible breathing, like muscle tension and twitches, heartburn, uh, tight chest. Faint, yeah. on the verge of blacking out. Insomnia, can't sleep at night, just constant ruminating about a particular fear that you can't shake, yep. right? And even shaking and trembling, right? So the first thing, the first thing that I want to teach you guys, the first thing I want to drive this through is that stress has got many different levels. Mm. So, when you feel anxiety, it mm. is really just a huge amplified version of stress. Mm. But we all know that stress is a natural and normal experience that we feel. Yes. It's just the degree. Yes. Okay. And the psychological and physical strain evoked by our perception of demanding and challenging situations is what conjures um, this anxiety. Right. Mm. And we have to understand that the reason we feel stress is because of a few things. It is triggered by our thoughts, by the our emotions. The way we perceive the stress. Yes. Um, physiology and behaviours. Okay. Mm. So anxiety is maintained when we overestimate a threat mm. and we underestimate our ability to cope. Mm. So this is why you feel hopeless. Because that danger, that fear is looming. It feels so huge. Mm. And you are crippled. You don't think that you can cope. Mm -mm -mm. So if this is the case, we only need two things to solve this problem. One, tools and resources to cope with these demands and stress. Mm. That means mean the know-how, mm. right? And two, the belief that we can cope. We only believe, need yes. these two things. Yes. So whatever we're going to talk about today will be about this too. Either it's a tool or a resource for you. Correct. Or to drive through the belief that you can cope. Mm. And I promise you, you can, can cope. You can Yes. You can. Because there have been documented mm -hmm. how many, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of stories, if you do your research, of people having anxiety, thinking they will never be cured, mm. and they recover. Mm. Okay, so for me, the turning point, the breakthrough, right, was when I realized the very simple truth, which is that when you have very bad anxiety, even when it feels like your anxiety is killing you, mm. It's just your brain being very, very stressed. Yes. Stressed to the point that it's going to explode. Mm. Okay. And it's as simple as that. Mm -hmm. And then you realize that this thing, right, actually your anxiety is not going to kill you, mm. even though you feel like it will, mm. but it's not. Which means that this monster is imaginary. Yes. He doesn't really exist. It has no physical reality. Mm -hmm. So knowing this for me was very, very powerful. powerful was very powerful. Plus, reading about the stories of people who recovered mm. was very powerful because then it made me see hope. Yes. That one day I can be like them again. Yes. And that makes me want to continue to be well. Okay, so before you say your point, I feel that this point is very important, yes. which is that when you want to recover from anxiety, right, the worst thing you can do is to try damn hard to recover from anxiety. Yes. This was really the key for me. 
plus the two points that said just now because that was me that was the description of me mm. when I was coping with my anxiety because mm. every day I was obsessed with trying to have no anxiety mm. and uh yeah, basically, I was just trying to find ways, like, all kinds of ways to get well. Mm. And I became obsessed with it. That added on to the mental loop exactly. of anxiety. Exactly. Every day, and investigate my symptoms, track my symptoms. And can you imagine you are stressed already mm. and you're stressing it yes. even more? You're layering it with another layer of stress. Yes, it's yes. like a sick body, right? If you're sick, you don't go out and exercise. Yes. You stay home and rest and let it get well. Mm -hmm. It's the same for the brain. You have to rest your brain and the system. You've got to chill and cool it, right? Yes. So yes. an anxious brain is just a very stressed out brain mm -hmm. that is tired. Mm. Mm. So talking about stress, right? And it's actually our inbuilt threat detection system. Yes. It is designed, right? And it's part of our physiology. We need it. Yeah, we need it. To protect us from things that may harm our well-being. Right? So it is for survival and when it's triggered, right, it is just trying to alert us to threats, whether it's real or perceived, right? And what it does is immediately flips us onto three switches. So I want to talk a little bit about what these three switches are and why when you try to be very obsessed and try to get out of that, mm. uh, cure yourself of that anxiety that you're actually making things worse. Okay, So that is actually called fighting. Mm. So the three switches is three Fight. Fs, uh, fight, yes. flight, freeze. Mm. So the first thing which you did, which was to try and get Fight. out of it, right, is fighting it. So many of us try to resist feeling anxious and stressed with self-criticism. We beat ourselves up, like what's wrong with us, right? Yeah. Or we try and suppress whatever is challenging us, the thoughts and feelings, because that's triggering it. We know it's triggering it, so we try and suppress it, okay? And we force optimism onto ourselves. We force ourselves to get well, mm. to recover, right? Now, this is a fight-stress reaction, and it is a battle we cannot win. Yep. Right? You won't win. In spite of what we have been told or may wish, we cannot control the occurrence of these internal processes. This stress um, threat detection system is a natural thing that you are born with. Okay? And it's just been calibrated to protect us and it's just doing its job. So you cannot stop it from doing that. Mm. You must learn how to use it in the correct manner and leverage the system. Okay? The other thing that we do is... If you, do, if you are not fighting, you are flighting. You escape, right? So we think that we avoid the situations that might trigger us. That's the way to solve it, okay? So we're just kicking the can down the you road. You mean like take drugs? Yeah, so we numb ourselves, right? Like self-medicating, um, not even drugs, sometimes just alcohol, mm. right? Or other kinds of addiction. Entertainment. Like, yeah, or just sleeping ourselves away. We don't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. We just sleep, 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 sleep. Right, right. Or sex, you know, mm. uh, meaningless sex, right? And we find that, we think that this is a way to solve our anxiety, but these are common indications of our flight reaction because we think that's the best way to deal with it. Yep. That in and of itself is the expression of an anxiety and stress, right? It yes. is a symptom of the anxiety. It is not a solution, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. And then the third thing, uh, switch that we get turned on is when fight doesn't work. Flight doesn't work. Flight doesn't work. We freeze, right? We... Feel numb, overwhelmed, stuck, helpless, feel that we cannot cope, and then we get into depression. Yep. And we cannot act. Mm. We freeze, we are paralyzed. Mm -hmm. So now, since I, I told you that the stress detector um, system, right, is natural, then how can we work with it? How mm. can we better respond to these stress reactions so that we can, at the end of it, experience greater calm? We allow it to do its work. Yes. Yeah. I put in I caps, do, do not, not fight it. Oh my God. It, just allow it to do its work. Yeah. What do you have to say? I want to say 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So exactly. W- don't fight it. Why? Okay. Understand mm. that it is completely normal. Mm. Understand that the more you fight against and struggle against our automatic and natural internal experiences, the more disempowered we will feel. Mm. The more we try to fight it, the louder and stronger the thoughts and anxiety will become because it thinks that you are not listening. Mm. Right? So it's doing its job. When you try and fight or flight, it thinks that you're ignoring it. And it's just trying to protect you even more. So now I raise my voice. I raise the volume. I raise the intensity. Because you're not letting me do my job. I'm just trying to protect you. I will raise the temperature until you pay notice. Right? So the only way is to work through it and accept the things you can't control and work on the things you can. Mm. Let me repeat this. The only way is to work through it and accept the things you can't control and work on the things that you can. Do not fight it. This is the first... That's yes, the key. This is the first concluding thing that you got to write on a post-it and stick it on your forehead. Yes. <laughs> stick it everywhere. Yes. Mm. There's this very, um, very renowned author. She's called Claire Weeks. Mm. So she wrote this book um, called Hope and Help for Your Nerves. Mm. <laughs> this, is, this is an amazing, one of those life-changing books that for a lot of people help them with the anxiety. And she basically described the idea of letting go, right, as floating. Oh, So you know, if you are in the sea, you mm. know, and you try very hard because you are sort of like drowning, right? Okay. So you struggle and then yeah. you swim, it gets worse, right? Right. But if you allow yourself to float on your back, mm. then you will just drift. So that's the idea, you know, like in anxiety, we fight a lot mm. and we just want to get well, but that's actually counterproductive. Mm. And the, the non-intuitive way is actually just to, like you said, let go yes. and float through it. It's like in quicksand, right? If you struggle more, the faster you will sink. Correct. Right. It's the exact same thing. Mm. Um, isn't this the same key to everything as well? Yes. Like depression, yes. stress, and exactly. relationships. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So the tool that we can bring to work through something and accept the things that we can't control, what is the tool? The tool is mindfulness. That is the way. That is the key. Right? Mm. So we have the lock now. This is the key. Mindfulness. So what do we mean by mindfulness? It means that we tune into the present moment fully and with intention, with an attitude of compassion, acceptance, non-judgment, openness, and curiosity. Mm. Okay, so whatever is inside you, all the internal things that's happening and brewing, all the experiences, which will include your thoughts, your emotions, your urges and bodily sensations, right? You welcome them. And you watch them. And you allow them to just be as Mm. they are. Mm. Okay, so what are thoughts? Let's unpack that. Okay, all the things that's in your body, right? What are they? They will be made up of thoughts, a mixture of thoughts. They are just psychological events which may or may not be true. Mm. We have already talked about this in previous episodes. Yes. Yeah? The other thing in the mix bag is emotions. What are emotions? Mm. Emotions are just messengers. They're just telling you and interpreting your current experience, right? What's happening right now. Mm. And at the end of the day, what is an emotion? It is a vibration in your body. That's all. Mm. It's not going to harm you. Yep. So it's something that you can sit with and observe, yep. right? Yep. Then the other part that is in the mixed bag will be your physical urges. Mm. Like when you're panicking or you're stressed, how does the physiology feel, right? Mm. So you learn to allow the urge. Because most of our time, we are just reacting. When we have an urge, we just act on it. We kind of like become one with everything. We yes. become one of the thoughts, the feelings, yes. the, the physical symptoms. And we become we, triggered, right? 
Yeah, but yeah. actually, we when we practice mindfulness, we kind of like become apart from it. Yes, there's a distance. And that allows us to, you know, find our space as the observer. Yes. Yeah. You are thinking about what you're thinking. You are watching how you're feeling. Correct. And you're also observing your urges and allowing them to be without having to react. Yeah. Now, if you react and you have a physical reaction, then you lean in and you greet it with a lot of compassion and curiosity. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Wei. I see you. Here yeah, why you am I like that? Again. Okay. So this is the why behind why the mindfulness is so um, powerful mm. and the science behind it, okay? The logic behind it is when we are connected to the present moment and we allow them to be just they are, we are then not struggling. Mm. That's what you're saying, right? Struggling in the water, right? Yes. And we are not wanting things to be different, mm. right? We are not relieving the past. Mm. And we are not caught up in the fears of the future. Yep. So we are in the present. We are allowing things to be, no struggle, and we don't want things to be different. We just let them be and we see and we allow, right? You don't even need to figure like anything out. You mm-hmm. don't have to change any part of your experience. Mm-hmm. So you just allow everything. In a way, you allow your energy to be released. Mm-hmm. That kind of, you know, all the negative energy in us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we allow then everything actually can be kind of flushed out of our body. Yes, yes. In a way. So again, this is something that we shared in the previous episode. In a bird's eye view uh, level, right? On a bird's eye view level, this is what's happening. The pain that we're feeling is real and it is inevitable. Okay, But when we allow it to be and we just um, lean in with curiosity and compassion, then we are removing the suffering which is optional. Mm. So pain is inevitable but suffering. the suffering is optional. <laughs> well, that's one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> so it's this is so essentially what you're talking about. Yeah, we're not saying get rid of the pain or deny the pain. We are letting the pain be there. It's inevitable. Yeah. But the best thing we can do for it now is not to shang tian you and add another layer of optional suffering. Correct. So then we kind of tone down the degree, mm. tone down the intensity and let it be. Yeah, suddenly it's like watching some drama unfold yes. on the TV. Yes, this is Korean, uh, Korean's yeah. uh, advice, right? Like yeah, this funny person and yes. this funny feeling. Yes, you're happening. observing yourself in a story. Yeah, right like what is that feeling? Why am I feeling that way? Mm. Mm. Okay, so now I have an exciting um, exercise. exercise, which is how to actually be uh, take a mindful moment, right? when, especially when you're stressed. So I have um, three exercises uh, and depending on the level of your anxiousness and stress level, you will apply whatever is a so we start with the level one stress level. Hey guys, so the Lito podcast is all about you know self development and helping one another, and we want to grow as we go, right? So if there's anything that you want us to talk about mm. that we somehow have missed out on, mm. let us know. Yeah, it will be great for future content programming for us. So if there's one thing that we can solve for you in your life, at home, or at work, what will that be? Send your suggestions to Dan or Rebecca, <laughs> although I'm the one that is like fielding most of the replies. Yeah. Okay, so come to Instagram and we are at Lito Labs. You can Shashay and Shante oh. into our DM if you want. Yes, and don't mm. like that. Sometimes I will reply also. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, so we are, y'all must write more because I'm trying to encourage Rebecca to be, you know, more 
uh, involved with the replies lah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm generally like not really into. But you read all the I messages. Read. I I'll know. Read. Yes. Yeah. So don't think that it's just me who read your stuff. She does as well, but she's very quiet. I'm an know? introvert, even yeah. on the internet. No lah, it's just because I pass on the replies, <laughs> right? And messages. No lah, I know you like Dan, right? So. <laughs> no, some of them like you. They think that I'm very annoying and very noisy. I think. Who? I don't know. I don't. I guess oh, only. Our teacher so long one <laughs> Okay, bye. Bye. Start with the level one stress level. Okay, huh? let's try. So when you are stressed and you realize that you're stressed, you pause and you take a moment. Mm-hmm. You sit comfortably upright and you take one conscious breath in and out and close your eyes. Yes, okay. You breathe gently. You tune into the sensations and whatever is in your body and you notice your chest rising and falling. And you follow the breath while you're doing it, right? Because your breath is the anchor in this huge ocean of your mind. See if you can allow the sensations, feelings, thoughts, urges to be here with you, just as they are, as if they are friends. With each breath, you ventilate. You create space for all these internal experiences and for your friends. You don't need to like the experiences you are simply acknowledging that they exist in this moment. This is the only thing you need to do. Now, your mind will tend to wonder. You greet that wondering with compassion and you label that wondering thinking. You tell yourself, I am thinking. And you return back into your body, back to your breath as an anchor in the ocean of your mind. Now, I find that it helps when you need a little bit more compassion on top of the breathing that you're doing. You place your hand on your heart and you offer yourself, right? It's like own self, give own self compassion, patience, love. Because this is difficult. Things are feeling stressful. You acknowledge it, you lean into it. See if you can be here just for a few minutes. That's all you need. And if you can't, just for a few more seconds. When you're ready to finish this session, simply open your eyes. Yeah, so that's a simple way to be mindful. And you like just... Mindfulness 101. Yeah, you practice, right? And what we're essentially doing when we do that is we're nurturing and building our ability to allow mm. the stress, yes. allow the distress. And we're anchoring ourselves to what is the purest, most basic thing that we do as humans, which is breathe. Breathe. Yeah, so that way we support our mind, we support our body, to understand that we're not in any immediate danger mm. and we can choose as humans to respond to that with compassion and intention and a calmer mindset. Wow. So this is level one when you're feeling stressed, you do this. yeah. So mm-hmm. if you are kind of level Q, please rewind and, and listen, listen to again. this again. Okay. So I want to share with you uh, at this point a saying by Lao Zi. He says, Oh, I love Lao Zi. Do you have the patience to wait until the mud settles and the water is clear. Wow. So this is what we are doing when we are allowing. We are giving space and we are ventilating. Mm. So that mud is there. It's not going anywhere. But do you want to keep stirring the struggling, right? Or do you just want to let it be float and then things will sink down and you will have clear water? You leave the cup there for a long enough time. Yes. The mud will settle. That will That's be what Thich Han said. Also. Yes. So remember so this thing, right? If you mm. want to find out more about meditation, mm. mindfulness, mm. and you are like a modern person, I think you can check out this book called 10% Happier mm. by Dan Harris. Mm. I read that. 
You read that, right? Yes. It's a good book, right? Eh? It is. For a lay person who yeah. is not really into. Like 101, la. we 101 all have to start la. somewhere. Yeah. Don't think of meditation as something that's so complex that you got to do like the monks kind, you know. There are different degrees. It's not at all. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I feel like this is something that should go into schools. Yes. yes. If we call it, can all learn to watch our minds. Yeah, because there will be natural uh, situations where we'll be stressed. Like examination, we're stressed also, right? Any test is yeah, stressed, th- right? This is actually the most fundamental skill that yes, we need. Yes, human eh? life skill. But yet, we, we never learned. Yes, we never learned. We never learned. Yes. Yeah. So 10% happier is good if mm. you want to learn more about it. Mm. Okay, so now are you ready for level two? Yes. If let's say you are having like a yes. mild anxiety attack already. Rinpoche, Rinpoche. Rinpoche. So you're responding, you have to respond to the body when it's having an anxiety attack. So in times of stress, we tend to take in too much oxygen, mm. right? And it upsets the balance of the O2 and CO2. So we hyperventilate. Hyperventilate. And what happens is that you will feel numbness in your whole body. You have pains and needles. And it will feel like uh, you're having a heart attack. Yes. For some people. It's right? like gripping, right? Mm. And then you feel like you can't control. Okay, when you're in this physical state, uh, we need to tend to the physical state first before we respond mm. to the, the automatic thoughts and the stress-related emotions. We're not you ready. Can't, we can't. <laughs> because the body is cannot. That's like the level one, right? Yeah. So how do we take care of the body now? And we're not even talking about emotions and thoughts now. Okay. Firstly, when you're in that state, you just quickly tell yourself, and this is what Corinne told me when I was having just so many panic attacks at mm. first, right? She said that nobody ever dies from the anxiety attack or a panic attack. It is what we do when we are in that state that usually causes danger to us. Uh-huh. So it's very important that you remind yourself when you know that you're in that state, right? Really tell yourself what I'm feeling is normal. This will pass and this is not trying to hurt me, okay? So you restore balance and calm and what do you do? Okay, the crux of this is to breathe out longer than you breathe in. Mm. Because you are over-oxygenated already, okay? So we want to restore the body's natural equilibrium so that you can feel calmer physically, right? So same thing, sit comfortably upright or you can stand in that paralyzed state, right? Breathe deeply through your nose for five counts. So you breathe five counts. But the out should be more longer. Than yeah, but when you breathe in, you don't out straight away. You hold it for one, one count, okay? Then you breathe out firmly through your mouth for eight counts. Wow. So five in, hold one count, out eight counts. Repeat this eight times. And then you count in your head. You focus everything on the counting. If you cannot do that, you count with your fingers. Mm. So you take your mind off and you take the accelerator off your thoughts. Right. Okay. And you try and restore calm to your body. Mm. So that's level two. Nice. Okay. Level three, severe panic attacks. This one is another level already. Huh? This one, also breathing because physically you're already attacked, right? Okay, you create a cup with two hands like you're scooping water. Mm. So you cover and cup over your face, your face, huh? like your nose and your mouth, okay? You create as much of a seal as possible. So it's about sealing the mouth and the nose with the cup hands, okay? Now breathe slowly as best as you can through the nose, breathe in, out through your mouth. Then you breathe in that exhale air. So it's all the CO2, right? Yeah. And then you do it no more than 10 times. This is to just give yourself more CO2 than oxygen. Remind yourself that the panic you're feeling is normal. It's just a stress um, system being triggered, mm. okay? It will pass. It's not trying to hurt you, mm. okay? Um, I'm repeating this again and again because this is the only thing you need to tell yourself to calm your mind and your body. Yeah. Okay. Then, actually, I bluff you, are not three levels, it's four levels. Four levels. Yes. Next one is sometimes you already have physical pain. Mm. You are, you are feeling a pain in your body already. So you need to, this is very tuatong already. Uh. So you got to externalize your physical pain by projecting the pain in front of you. So you close your eyes and you visualize this pain and discomfort you're feeling in your body right in front of you. 
okay? And you ask yourself, what shape is it? What color? What's the texture? What's the viscosity? How does it feel? How does it smell, right? And you try and describe it. So it tries to get you to understand and accept and externalize that pain and it creates a distance between you and that pain, okay? So you greet it with curiosity instead of struggling, mm-hmm. fighting, judging, and it reduces the emotional pain that's associated with our physical pain. So it's two levels. When we have physical pain, there is emotional pain because we are reacting to the physical pain. Mm. So same thing. Pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. It's the same concept over and over again. So when you are struggling with the physical pain that you have, it can make it so much worse. Mm. So same thing. Allow. Allow. Accept. Float. Yeah, so it's repeating. Uh, everything is repeating. I was just drilling this. Okay, so remember, any resistance only causes more suffering to arise. Mm. Okay, short-term coping mechanisms like avoidance. I've got clients who two years ago, six years ago, they had panic attack, but they didn't really um, deal with it. Yeah. But the way we dealt with it was to avoid it. Mm. Right, or they flight, you know, they do all the alcohol, they get all sorts of addictions, Focus right? Focus on yeah. other things, yeah, buffering. So, these are just distractions, it doesn't solve the root of the issue, right? So, this is buffering, it may work at first, but the emotions will invariably come, come back, back louder and stronger. It might one be one year, two years, six years, it might lay dormant like an, a, a volcano, correct? Yeah. It comes out with a vengeance because it's saying, Hey, I'm gonna tell you something very important. You better listen. Yeah. Right? You didn't hear it the first time round. You think that by doing this I will go away. No, I'm still here. Mm. And when it comes back, you think that it is not triggered by anything, but there is a trigger. Mm. And sometimes you don't even know where it came from. You thought you have already recovered or you have dealt with it. Mm. So it gets triggered whether we like it or not because you didn't deal with it. You didn't confront it. You didn't embrace it and welcome it and you didn't give it a seat at the table. That's why just now we discussed, like if you have been through this and you really did the work, right? And Mm. you understand all these things and then you know that your anxiety is not real Mm. and you know how to deal with it. Um, even if your anxiety comes back, right, you have full confidence that you can survive it. Yes. You know, I mean, so in the last few years, I have also felt like, oh shit, is, is that a panic attack coming up? Mm. And, and really, my way of dealing with it is just, oh, okay, so here you are again. Just come lah. If you want, you just come. Yeah, come at me. Just come lah, you know. Yeah. It's not going to kill me. I know you. Yeah, I've, I've seen you. I've been I've with you. I've dealt with you. Yes, <laughs> it's the same thing again. Yeah, you're nothing new. And I created you. Yes. You know, so you're not my enemy. I I'm created not afraid you. of you. Yeah, so you can, you're welcome to join in the car, right? The joyride, but you sit in the back seat. Yeah. I'm driving this car. Correct. Yes. And what's going to happen next is that it won't even happen. Yeah. The panic attack won't even happen. It will just fade away. Because you have heard it. Yeah. You have examined it, you have leaned into it. It's already told you what you need to look at. You look under the hood. Correct. There's no more reason to be there. The threat system needs to be shut off now. Correct. Yes. So why you will still have uh, panic attacks, even though you really, you know, you have recovered from anxiety, disorder, that kind of thing, is because it's normal for us to be stressed. Yes. And sometimes you are so overworked or the stress builds up. Yes. So it's not that you will never have a panic attack yes. again. But now it comes, you're completely confident. Yeah, because now you're seeing it with the perspective of it is normal. It is okay. I won't die from this. Yes. It's nothing. It's not a big deal. So what? Correct. Right? But in the process of recovery also, I think a lot of people experience this thing of like taking one step forward and then three steps back. Ah. So sometimes you feel better because you let go. Temporarily. You float, right? And then suddenly next day is worse. Mm -hmm. And then you think, oh, I'm not making any progress. Mm -hmm. So one thing worth talking about and noting is that 
it's not an overnight recovery. It's not definitely. Just because, oh, you know, you have learned all these things. It's a process, right? And mm. it's going to take a while. Even if it takes years, you have to believe that eventually you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't... you shouldn't let a bad day right make you think that you're not making progress. Mm. Huh? Because every time you let your stressed up brain rest by letting go, that's progress. Mm-hmm. That's already medication yes. for your brain. Yes. So you must really like congratulate yourself. Yes. Oh, today I let go. Yes. And even though tomorrow I'll still have a panic attack, but it's okay. Yes. It's part of the process. Yes. Yeah. So every time it comes, right, you just take it as training ground and you can practice all these tools and everything and be with, learn to be with. Yes. Every time it comes, learn to be better be at being with it. Then one day, a tipping point will come. Yes. And you'll be fine. It means that you have had enough practice, law. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, okay. So you see, the thing is, right, a lot of the resistance comes from the fact that we want to be positive and to be happy all now. the time. Yeah. <laughs> so we need to learn how to manage our emotions and really accept that life is 50% good, 50% bad. All the fears that you have, they are valid, they are real, they are true. Okay, there's a reason to be there, but you have to accept it and not resist it. Mm. This is part of life, 50-50. Because, right, okay, when we start to not accept 50-50 and we want everything to be 100% good, right, it means that we are kind of judging and appraising our emotions, right, as negative and unwanted. When you think these things are negative and unwanted, when they are in your life, what happens? The threat systems get triggered because Mm. it says you don't want it, it is Mm. dangerous, and you automatically see them as threats. So you see how this is feeding the system if you don't know how to take care of your emotional management and come to terms with the fact that life is made up of 50% good and 50% bad. Mm. You have to first accept this. Correct. And it takes time because a lot of people want to challenge that. Correct. Because of the way we are being sold. You know, (laughs) life is a bit of roses and, you know, success and everything. Everybody is thriving, Instagram, everything, right? Yeah. So you don't really want the 50% which is bad. And you want to turn the 50 into good. Mm. So when you start to resist against this, the threat system gets triggered. Yep. You see how that is linked now? Yes. Okay. Mm. Mm. What do you want to say? No, I just wanted to add that. I think because you mentioned about 50-50, right? Mm. You will definitely have. And mm. it's a good thing to... Uh, not, not it's a good thing, but you are bound to have this kind of Yes, thing, just right? accept it. Yeah. Mm. So what I think is that actually having anxiety or even depression is a gift. Yes. You know why it's a gift? It's because these are things that comes up to tell you what's wrong with your life. Mm. Okay? Because without it, then you will think, oh, you know, like, oh, everything's okay. Mm. Right? So all these trigger, triggers, all these things come up and it gives you a chance to kind of look at what's wrong in your life. Yes. And what's making you sick. Yes. Okay? Because we uh, accumulate a lot of sometimes wrong ways of thinking. Yes that kind of thing or wrong attitude so I really am very thankful for mm-hmm. my depression and anxiety yeah like me right yes it really it is the best thing that has ever happened to me yeah mm. because it's the one thing that allows that teaches us to grow yes so my feeling was that I remember feeling like wow in order to recover right I really need to really like be naked in a sense now I need to be very like honest with myself I need to shed all the parts of no myself. more hiding, no more pretending. Yeah, yeah, all the parts that are not in alignment. Yes, I really need to shed all of that. If not, I cannot recover. That's yes. really like my my thought in my mm-hmm. head. Yeah. So the whole process actually was like a filtering yes. process. I want to share something very woo woo now. Right? Let's take a woo woo. Oh, stance. I love woo woo. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I believe I believe that uh, in the universe on planet Earth, all the purpose of life is to awaken. 
as a whole, just raise the consciousness level and awaken together. That's our job here, right? And we are all in different states of um, unconsciousness and non-awakened state. Mm. And we're trying to awaken, right? So like you said, right? Um, things have to happen. And we are all born with this barometer and this system, right? To wake us up, right? Mm. And it happens at our own time. Yes. When things are misaligned, it will come to a point where it, 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 it just explodes and you have no choice but to re-examine what is out of alignment and mm. that's when you awaken. Mm. So this is actually a system and this is a gift. So if you see this as your turning point in your life from unconscious to conscious state, mm. it is a beautiful thing when it happens. This anxiety attack thing that is so, it has to be so huge for you to sit up and say, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with everything? Let's do a recalibration. Yeah. So everyone who is texting us, sending yes. us DMs about their anxiety. Your life is about to change for the better. Yes. Wow. That's so crazy, right? And this is why we want to welcome it and not... This is a gift. It's coming. It's knocking it on is. your door, right? It's yes. fucking painful. Yes. It is. So when you don't accept but, this gift, uh, mm. you knock on the door, right? Then you kind of oh, open the door, shit. you pick a bit and you slam the door back at it. Okay, la, you be quiet for two years, six it's years, it. ten years, you will come back, back and knock even harder. But it's giving you another chance. You might huh? even ram your door down. <laughs> but you have no choice but to awaken right now. Yeah. 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 So... Understand, again, I'm going to repeat now, when we accept and validate our emotions, we stop struggling with them. When we stop struggling, we are less likely to have emotions about our emotions. Mm. So it means we are, we are not being anxious about our anxiety. So what you're essentially doing uh, when you're being anxious about your anxiety is that like anxiety squared. <laughs> anxiety already like yes. horrible. Yes, and it's like square anxiety it. squared. Mm. Okay. So when you Times allow... depression. Yeah, it helps <laughs> to reduce the volume and intensity of emotions. So we need to start changing how we think about negative emotions and how we relate to them. This is the key. Mm. Again, uh, acceptance doesn't mean you have to like it. It doesn't mean liking it. That's the whole point. You accept oh, something I you don't like. I love this feeling I of put it in clammy text. hands. Yes. Acceptance does not mean liking. Yeah. You may not like to feel this way, but it is part of your reality in this moment now. Mm. You cannot control how you're feeling and you don't need to. You are human. You're allowed to feel negative emotions. It is normal. Bring compassion. Don't bring judgment. Bring a lot of curiosity. So every time you have a negative emotion, this is what you do. Uh, we call it NAV, N-A-V, navigation. You name it. What is the emotion you're feeling? You accept it and you say, oh, okay, I'm anxious right now. I'm feeling anxious. Okay. So when you say, I, I'm feeling anxious, the neurotransmitters will be released to combat that when you are able to label what you're feeling. Okay. Then you accept it. You be with it and you validate by saying this is normal. Mm. I'm feeling stressed because this is a stressful situation. There's nothing wrong with it. It's mm. trying to protect me. Welcome it. Give it a seat at the table. So this is how we take care of our emotions. Yes. <laughs> so cool. Anything to say? I feel that our mental health can feel very precarious. Mm -hmm. You know, especially when you're so when you're not aware. Mm. It can just feel like a house of cards, right? Yes. A lot of people around us just feel like on they're on the verge of collapsing, of mm -hmm. breaking down. Mm. Because the stress of life is really like that. Mm -hmm. It's so much. So then then you feel like, oh, there's no way out. So for me, all these years, you know, I experienced all this. So I think actually there is a way out of suffering. Mm -hmm. It's the way out that Buddha figured out under the tree, mm -hmm. right? So he Buddha refused to stand up until he figured out mm -hmm. how to get out of suffering. Mm -hmm. 
And really, it, it, it's not to achieve anything external anymore. I mean, those are fun things that we can do in our life, right? Any external achievements. Or to get rid of all the bad things. It's not that also. Mm-hmm. So to get out of the cycle of mental suffering is to basically to lay this strong psychological foundation mm. for ourselves, for myself, by cultivating my mental state. Mm. I feel like this is my work, no? This mm. is the key for me to, to live well. Everything else is not so important. Exactly. Every other goal, every job related, even relationship related. Mm. For me, the most important thing is that on my own, I built a foundation that is very strong, mm. like mentally. And that is the key out of the suffering. Yeah. Like even if I cancel one day, mm. <laughs> even if something, somebody I really love die one day, but my foundation is so strong. Mm. I can accept it. Not run yes. away from it, but accept it. Yes. And I can continue to live on with, with peace. Lor, or mm. even like a relaxed heart. Lor, a heart that doesn't struggle. Mm. Mm. That for me is the, the key for life. Mm. Mm. I love it. Um, I think that um, the strongest and the greatest weapon that we have, right, against stress is now that we've talked about the emotions and the stress threat system, why it works. I think that the good news, and that's very good news, is it's that we Jesus. can control. No, <laughs> the greatest weapon against stress, right, is what is our ability to choose one thought over another. Mm. So, as simple as the previous thought was, I want my life to be roses and daisies and hundred percent all good. Mm. If you switch that thought to a thought that is, life is fifty fifty. Mm. Life has death. Life has loss. Life has lots of bad shit in it. If you can truly just understand and have this thought and you're at peace with it, the house of cards will stay. And become cement. <laughs> yes. It's like, what is the one thing that you can do that makes everything else easier and you don't have to struggle so hard? Is this reframing of that thought. Mm. And a lot of the struggle that we have stems from the fact that we have been conditioned yeah. to want so much external validation and all the things that we are striving for, which actually are detrimental to our well-being. Mm. We have been so a totally different and wrong direction. Bullshit. Yeah. A lot of bullshit. That life should be happy all the time. Mm. That we should be feeling pleasurable all the time. There should be so like heady, head hedonistic kind of living all the time. Yeah. Achievement after achievement. Yes. Do well. Yes. But what if, what if we all sat down and we agree and we've been taught that no, Life is 50% good. When we have it, we celebrate it because it is only 50%. Mm. The, but 50% is all bad. It's the loss, the, the suffering, the, the anger, the disappointment, the frustration, all the whatever, mm. the sadness. And we, we accept them. We don't resist them or try and wish them away and try to want them to be different and don't accept. Because that is the bit that is creating so much stress for our system. Mm. And it is not even true, the story that we've been sold. Mm. So it starts with this one thought that we have to reframe, right? And it, you wow. cement that house of cards, right? So we have, as humans, the ability to think about our thinking. Mm. So this is what we've been trying to do over so many episodes, which is, do you want to challenge your perception the way you have been thinking all this time? Do you want to qualify? Do you want to continue thinking this way? Mm. Has it been working for you? Yeah. If it has, why are you so miserable? If mm. it has, why do you feel this big void in your chest? Mm. If it's working, why do you feel misaligned? Right? So we don't have to buy into the thoughts because this has all been taught to us through osmosis and we learn, right? We learn to challenge our thoughts. We reframe our thoughts. We choose new thoughts. Mm. Okay? You know, I love to talk about thoughts, right? Yes. So start with awareness Rational now. Living. Make a decision that mm. you want to start 
um, living with awareness and mindfulness, okay? Noticing how you have been living your life is the first essential step towards better self-awareness and positive change, okay? So you need to take time out. You have to carve time out. Whether it's being away in two weeks in Kanazawa or a month away in America, you know, take time out. A time that suits you. Or just in the morning, no? you know, sometimes yeah. you just... 15 minutes, like a morning journal, a ask up yourself some reflective questions, you know? Like reflect upon your personal indicators of stress. What is stressing you in your life right yeah. now, right? And make notes about these reflections and feelings and problems and, you know, mm-hmm. develop self-awareness and facilitate this positive change that you want. Yeah, mm. and just give ourselves permission la, mm. to to just don't struggle so much, mm. I think. Yeah, because it's like so frenzied, right? Life. Mm-hmm. Every day, I was like, wow, and so many responsibilities. And then I have kids, I got my work. And then you think, nobody's going to give me permission to have some time alone, to mm-hmm. think about my life. Mm-hmm. But actually... You can give yourself permission. Yeah, you're in full control. You you decide. Yeah, you think yeah. that you, a lot of times when we think that we have no option, it's not true. But if you sit with true. it and really look at it, it is you don't want. Actually, it's not we that can you can do whatever shit we want. Yes. We really can. Yes. Yeah. You know, a lot of people say, oh, but I've got family obligations. No. <laughs> you choose to have family obligations. I have a kid, you know, I have to take care. No. <laughs> you can don't take care of a kid. You can don't take care of a kid, but you like that. <laughs> you don't like that you don't want to take care of a kid. Then you accept that. Then you be at peace of that. Stop resisting and being resentful. Mm. Move on. <laughs> you know, the brain just keeps looping and looping and the then you tell yourself, I'm loop. obligated, but you don't want obligated, I don't want. Oh, Who's forcing struggle? you? You are forcing yourself. You think you don't have an option. Mm. So do all the mental hygiene, process it once. So this is my next my point. Final note. My final note is worry well, but only once. <laughs> okay, so, you know, we have this episode, oh, which you, is yeah. how to stop worrying, right? Yeah. I think that worrying is something that we, we need to do. Okay, but and sometimes it is the only way through something, which is really this is part of leaning in, right? You're giving attention, you're not avoiding or resisting it, yeah, right? So you give it full attention, la. okay? You want to worry, la, okay? You want to <laughs> think, go all out, go all out, la, okay? That it will help you to stop playing it over and over again. So, okay, let's give yourself 20 minutes, okay? Sit down. If something is stressing you, you worry through all it, you <laughs> go through it, okay? Then you tell yourself, what am I worrying about? What am I so anxious about? Okay, I worried about not having enough money, mm. okay? What is the worst case scenario? Okay, what's the worst case scenario? No money, okay? I cannot pay the bills. I'll be declared a bankrupt. I have to go to uh, uh, live by the streets. Okay, what is the likelihood of this worst case scenario <laughs> happening on a scale of 1 to 10? Mm, very oh small. Oh my God, actually, it's just a 4 or 3. Yeah. Okay, right. Okay, but even if it's like an 8 or a 9 and it's very likely to happen, then you ask yourself, when that happens, if what you fear the most happens, what will you do? What can you do? What will you do and how can you cope, right? Notice what happens to this anxiety when you give it time and attention and you befriend it and you really not just turn away immediately because it scares you, but you spend 10, 20 minutes with it, you realise it will dissipate. Mm. And the stress detection system will start to power down and shut down because it is hurt. You're giving it attention. Yeah. You're giving it a seat at the table. You're right. saying, come, kawan, kawan. What do you have to say? 10 minutes I give you. Mm. <laughs> right? True. Mm. True. not feeling? I'm feeling good. Long. I think this is an episode that we really need to do. 
and like yeah, out of all the issues, this this is one issue that really super close my heart. So uh, I ask really want to help people. Ask you a question, okay? This. If you have right? What is like the conclusion to what we've been talking about today? Like, what is the conclusion? What is it that can help us deal with anxiety? anxiety? Right. Yeah. In a nutshell, we've talked about it in from so many different angles, but it boils down to one two things. Mm. Mm. Stop trying so hard. Mm. Just stop trying so hard. You know, it's the trying, the fighting, the struggling that exacerbates everything. Mm. Mm, that adds on to it. So we learn to let go. Yes. And, and embrace. Yes, we accept. We allow. Accept. See, these words are so beautiful. Yeah, you just, just the energy. Even just, when you oh, say you them, relax, right? Allow. Relax. Actually, relax. Yeah. Relax. Okay. Allow. Related to my song later. Let I'll it talk be. about it. Right? So I want to talk about actionables now. Okay. After all this masterclass and everything, right? Okay, now what do we actionables, do? Actionables, then mm. I will recommend some books, then we can. Yes. And this. Awesome. Okay. Nice close up. Yeah. So in times of distress, we can control what we do and don't do. Okay. So the questions that you need to ask yourself is if I'm feeling this stress right now, this anxious, what can I do to help myself win this situation? How can I best take care of myself right now? What do I need? Okay. So if. You need to stop, you stop. If you need to take a break, you take a break. If you need to seek professional help, seek professional help. If you need to reach out to a friend just to let someone know what's happening with you, you pick up that call. You talk to someone. What do you need right now? How do you best take care of yourself right now? Okay? So the intention is not to get rid of the pain and distress because that is fighting. That is not allowing. That is struggling. Okay? You are simply recognizing that they exist and you're choosing to respond to yourself with kind-heartedness. So there are a few things that you can do, right? I, uh, some actions that you can take. Make sure you get enough sleep. Okay? Exercise. You don't have to go to the gym. You can just have a run or a walk, taking some fresh air, right? Yoga, whatever is your, your medicine. Meditate. It allows you to be with your body and your mind and you actually watch how crazy your thinking is all the time. Your brain is just crazy, right? Make sure that your diet is good. You have to eat well. Please avoid alcohol and recreational drugs, okay? It's just screw you up. Talk to someone, seek help. Um, listen to the Lito podcast, okay? <laughs> or DM us if you've got any um, problems or questions or anything. I, I do mini coaching sessions over DM. Uh, for now, I still can, uh, but I think eventually we might have so many. So if yeah. you want to get private coaching with me, please get in touch with me through DM or go to um, dannybunny.co. This is very important. Value-based living. Mm. Okay, this is an action and it's a huge action and it's probably the rest of your life. Because if you live in alignment, you will have fulfillment and you will have emotional stability. Yes, emotional, mental health. Yes, <laughs> okay. So remember, right, all the actions I've talked about, okay, I want to caution you guys, you might have an urge to soothe yourself and to calm yourself and to distract yourself that is counterproductive, okay? Like alcohol, meaningless sex, spending money you would rather save. So some people do retail therapy. And mm. you regret later. And it's just going to be like, it is an escapist ways of managing your stress and it can be oh addictive, God. you know? Why? You're, you're depressed, anxious, and poor. Yes. So they can be addictive because they actually work in a very short term. Yeah. Because yeah, they provide temporary relief, distraction, right? But it reduces, and it reduces the challenging feelings that you're having right now because it's a distraction, right? Mm. But you're swapping one thing with another and then when it boomerangs back you will end up feeling worse and yeah. you'll create more problems. Like for example, you will be addicted to alcohol or you'll be just getting into one toxic relationship after another. Yes. Yes. So um, I have one last note that I want to talk about, but I, you talk about your books first. Then I okay. finish ready for one. Actually, I want to share this short 
passage essay that I wrote for my newsletter. Share. The I think you, you, you write so beautiful. Even today's Instagram oh, post. I want to read that one I, actually. I, oh, oh, that's the one you're reading? Yeah. I woke up, right? Uh, I didn't have a lot of sleep. Like, well, I finished writing oh, the yeah, prepping the... 5 plus, then 今天十一点就要, uh, pie. So when I woke up, that was the first thing I did. I read that and I, yeah, I just said, I love you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. And we really need to do this. We need, really need, we need to record this episode yeah. with people. Okay, please share. Okay. I think it's beautiful. Okay, so I wrote this and I posted it on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I also sent it out as a newsletter a few months ago. Okay, it goes like this, huh? Sometimes I feel like my inner world is an actual physical place I can visit. Here I am, and firmly in the real world, but at any moment, whenever I feel like it, I can take a walk and open a door. Then I step into a room that looks like a beautiful garden. It didn't always look like a garden, much less a beautiful one. Many times in the past, it has resembled a rubbish dump or a dark, cold featureless place. It used to be haunted by monsters. I have talked about my experience with depression and anxiety, but failed to mention that at my lowest, I feared walking on bridges or going up tall buildings because all I wanted was to jump off them. Killing myself felt like a logical solution to my problem, which seemed grand and unsolvable. 12 years ago, I woke up and suddenly felt the quality of my mind changed, darkened, to the point that going from my bed to my bathroom felt like the world's greatest impossibility. I began to have constant panic attacks. I also began experiencing something called depersonalization disorder, which made me feel like I was constantly leaving behind a veil, separate and disconnected from the rest of the world. It was scary beyond description. I didn't think I would ever get better. My room was a prison. My mind was the imprisoner. And I was the only soul in this room. This went on for many years. Fast forward to 12 years later, I'm still here, having never succeeded in killing myself. There are still some monsters in my room, but I am much friendlier with them now. Most days, they don't appear at all. I have low days, but they are normal low days. Not, fuck, I really want to kill myself kind of low days. I haven't experienced a panic attack in four years now. On occasions when I feel one bubbling up, which is hardly at all, I welcome it and say hello to it. It then loses its energy and slithers out of the room quietly. I don't want to downplay the difficulty of recovering from mental illness. And of course, many things helped. When one is trying to recover from mental illness, one tries every solution available. But really, nothing has helped me as much as realizing that the monsters in the room aren't as scary as they seem to be. And they aren't even real. To be clear, this has nothing to do with positive thinking. Positive thinking sucks. It's forceful and denies reality. What has helped me is meeting reality as it is and accepting it, what's and all. I write this because one of you reading this might be experiencing what I once felt. Maybe you're fighting a daily battle to stop the pain you're feeling. Maybe there is no light in your life. Maybe you just want to kill yourself. I write this to remind you, or even my future self, that even if your room feels like it's haunted by monsters right now, one day it can feel like a beautiful garden, warm and full of interesting things that you want to spend a lifetime exploring and learning about. So get friendly with your monsters, acknowledge them, and find out why they're here. Then open the door and let them out. Your garden awaits. (laughs) It's all... Why are you crying again? 
the garden. You write so beautifully. Um, thank you. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Oh my god. <laughs> this is a really emotional episode. Okay, shall we share our songs? Are you okay? Why are you I, all I can think of what? is the beautiful garden. The like, beautiful garden. Like I'm crying because I'm allowing the, I'm allowing the sadness and melancholy that I feel, and this is life. I'm just misting out my spectacles, <laughs> and I think it's beautiful. And I, I think that the garden really awaits us. You know, and I love the fact that you know it's there's a garden in us. Yeah, you can travel inwards, right? And you mm. just be with yourself. And I love that the inner life. Yeah. So, guys, I, I, I the last thing that I want to talk about is you know to to remind us and myself as well as um, all of you that we can't learn to swim in a swollen sea. Mm. So I wanted to talk about swimming <laughs> using your your um, metaphor. We can't learn to swim in a swollen sea, so we must when we are not wrought with anxiety and when we are crippled or paralyzed, when we are not in that state, start practicing. Mm -hmm. Start creating, living from a place of awareness, alignment and mindfulness and practice these techniques during mm -hmm. quiet times, okay, where we're not feeling anxious. And every time we do, we get better, we get stronger, right? So start today. My too liao, okay? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I want to talk about our songs. What's mm. your song today? My song is, the title is called Fang Kong. By Mavis Fan, Fan Xiaoqun, my new favorite. Mm. And I love it because I feel that when you are wrecked with anxiety, you can't relax. There's no, you have no ability to fang kong, right? So to be able to fang kong is a, is, is a great state to be in, mm. you know? So love this song. I love the lyrics. Go and find the lyrics and listen to the song. The front part, it goes like this. 前往目的地的路上我放空 大伙一起聚会的时候，我放空。他们到人长短的片刻，我放空。放空好舒服，放空不尴尬，勇敢放空吧。So it's just about yeah, just 放空, Whatever you're doing, it's okay. Just relax, chill. So um, I want to share a little story about um my son Yi, my son Yi who passed away recently, and um she was uh. Um, she had cancer and it was the last days and we've all been alerted that you know she has only a few days left so I, um, all of us you know the younglings we all went to the hospital to see her and you know it's just something that I've been trying to get better at which is to be around people who are in their last days or you know who are very very sick what do you do during those moments and I remember the last thing that I said to her um, when I visited her before I left I held her hand and I didn't know what to say. And the only thing I felt that I was comfortable saying that was true, that was honest, and that was helpful was, Sai, you fang kong. So, um, you know, just allow, like, yeah. like this sadness that I'm feeling right now, the sense of loss, I have to allow it. I have to allow it. I have to be with it because life is 50-50. Mm. Um, okay, so my song, right, um, it's um, an instrumental piece. It's called La Practicante. Mm. And it's uh, in Spanish, it means practice. Mm. Um, and I chose this song because um, it is both 
melancholic, sad, but also positive. Mm. And wow. it it's hopeful, but it also acknowledges the sadness. So it's that 50-50 thing that I've always wanted people and share this message with people, right? So the tune and the melody and the instrumentation, the energy in this track just carries that. And when I listen to it, it reminds me of Morning Dew, New mm. Days, New Beginnings. Nice. It reminds me of compassion. It reminds me uh, of a way of allowing. So that's, that's what I so want to beautiful. share with all of you. Before we go, the two books I wanted to recommend, um, because it really helped me, one of it is At Last Alive by Paul David. The other one is called Hope and Help for Your Nerves by Claire Weeks. Both of them are um, by people who experience anxiety before. One of them is a doctor, I think. So these, books, these two books are very, very helpful. Check them out and hopefully they can help you and all these links will be in our show notes. Yeah. And the other website that we always recommend, Anxiety No More, right? AnxietyNoMore.uk is the website by Paul David who wrote At Last Alive. <sighs> yeah, so... There you go. Really, AnxietyNoMore.uk saved my life when I was having a panic attack mm. uh, in the middle of the night. .co.uk, right? Eh? Oh, yeah, huh? sorry. AnxietyNoMore.co.uk mm. mm. Okay, I really hope that this episode can help you guys. Yes. Renwu <laughs> Dachen. Yes. Okay, and then uh check in with us, text yeah. us, DM us. Okay, we'll be happy to connect. Yeah. So I'm wishing you inner peace, light, and calmness. Namaste. Namaste. See you next week.
Guys, we're starting a new thing. Yes, we're gonna try a new thing, right? And we want to hear from you, and we want to help you, and we want um, you to send in a voice recording. I think that's easier than just text, right? Mm-hmm. So just leave um, a voice message on our IG via DM. You can do that. You know how to do that, right? You can press this little mic icon. Yes, and mm. then just tell us um, if you have any problems, mm. if you have any questions. Mm. 
just send us that voice message mm. and we will play it on our show. Yes, and then and we will attempt to answer your yes, question. Yes, we will help you. We'll do a mini coaching session free of charge. Yeah, okay? so, so your question doesn't have to be about us. Yes. Yeah, it could be about your own problems. Yes, so don't ask us about our diets la, or whatever. La. <laughs> or you want Who to know us. Who is your boyfriend? Yeah, oh, yeah. Boyfriend. Are you single and available? Yeah, that, uh, kind. that kind. Also can, la, whatever. La. You know, we <laughs> just want to have a little bit more hutong with you guys. We want this to be a two-way street. Okay, so we are at Lito Labs on Instagram. Ah. See you guys. See you. Bye. Bye.